Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. You see, there are people that say, well, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, he's a nice guy, good son of God. I believe in him. I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. Hold it. Time out. If there isn't a change in repentance and saving faith, you have nothing more than what the demons have, intelligent faith, faith with their knowledge. It must go to the heart. Don't deceive yourself this morning. Well, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe in the Holy Spirit. You might say the Apostles' Creed or whatever. Hey, I am going to heaven. I know it. I memorized it. If it's not in your heart, you're not born again this morning. In today's message, we'll learn what it means to tell it like it is. Pastor Mark will speak to us about having a boldness in our profession of faith, about being empowered by His grace so that we might be able to share the truth in love with others. In our text today, we'll learn about an encounter Jesus had with a demon. Now, most people today don't even want to talk about demons, let alone face the reality that they exist. But we can't deny it, we can't hide it, but as Christ followers, we need not be afraid. We have to face the facts. We have to tell it like it is. There is a spiritual realm and Satan has a goal. And that's to steal, kill, and destroy. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 1, for part one of our message entitled, Tell It Like It Is. We'll see today that Jesus tells it like it is. Chapter 5, verse 1. And they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. But Jesus said, let's cross the Sea of Galilee, about five to seven miles, somewhere like that in the width. And they were coming to the other side, the east side of the Sea of Galilee. You can see that in verse 1, they arrive there in spite of the storm, in spite of Jesus, and because of Jesus standing and stilling that storm. Now when they arrived over here, and you have to get a picture in your mind of a number of things if the story is going to make sense to you this morning, they came to the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. This area, in deference to the western side, which was mostly Jews, this side had a few Jews, but was mostly pagan Gentiles. Part of the area was known as the Decapolis. It was ten cities that the Greeks in the past had formed and had brought their pagan religion with them. So when Jesus was going over here, he knew that on this side of the Sea of Galilee was these pagan rites, fertility rites, and in fact, one of the very interesting animals that was used in their fertility rites, and this will make sense to you later, was a pig. For the Jews, the lamb was important. For these particular people who were pagans on this side, the pig was part of one of their fertility rites, and it was this pagan animal and pagan people. Now, why would Jesus go from his side of the lake, in essence, where the Jews were, to a totally pagan side of the lake. Why would he do that? We'll see in verse 2. Now, when Jesus got out of the boat, 
A man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. We have to tell it like it is. And number one this morning, Satan and demons are real. You see, Jesus was going to go to the pagan Gentile side of the lake to do battle with Satan. The disciples really didn't want to go there. They weren't interested in that side of the lake. They knew what was over there. But Jesus was going there. Even after this encounter, this wonderful encounter, as we finish verse 20 this morning, you'll see the, the wonderful things that happen. The disciples still don't get it. It wouldn't be for Peter especially until after the day of Pentecost, Acts 10, Caesarea area, that Peter finally gets the principle with Cornelius, a Gentile, that God comes and says to Peter, Peter, I didn't just come for the Jews. I came also for the Gentiles. That was the mystery that the Jews didn't understand. Paul writes about it many times as he writes about the word mystery in the New Testament. So what Jesus is going to show that day, that yes, he took care and he came to seek and save those Jews that were lost on this side of the sea, but he also came for a pagan world, a world that didn't believe in the God Jehovah. He came for them to save them the same. Now most of us, there's a few Jews here this morning that are Messianic Jews, but most of us are Gentiles. Aren't you glad Jesus crossed the lake for us? And that brought us salvation. And this is what Jesus is doing. That's why he's there. Now when Satan had been in that territory, we can see the effect of Satan, his power. For the minute Jesus got out of the boat, we see a man possessed by the enemy. When I mentioned to you this morning the word demon, Satan, possessed, depending on your theological background, your experience, you range in a wide variety of doctrinal beliefs. And I think the key to the spiritual world is balance, as it is in the area of the charismatic gifts and once saved, always saved to... Calvinism to whatever, all of these areas, it requires balance. We certainly don't always have all the balance. We're striving for it. But when you think of those words, demons and Satan, possession, what, what comes to your mind? Well, I think C.S. Lewis said it best. He says this, There are two equal and opposite heirs into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. So we have some of you this morning, you say demons, devils, there's no such thing as that today, that's just whatever. So we have these people over here that really deny the reality of the spiritual world, demons, Satan. And then C.S. Lewis says this, the other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. So what do we have? We have another group of people that everything they see, they see through the eyes of demons and Satan and whatever. So behind this lovely ornament on the cross is a demon who put it here to hide the cross. Or as we went through, sadly, in the church a few years ago, and you know, I've been around, I'm an old guy, so I've been around a long time. We had Christians filled and possessed with demons and coming to altars and throwing up in bags and 
throwing their demons up and whatever. Garbage is right. A demon cannot ever possess a Christian. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I don't care what your experience is. You have to go with the word of God. So we have what? We have unbalance on both sides. And C.S. Lewis says it like this. They themselves, demons, Satan, are equally pleased by both errors. They hail the materialist who says there's no spiritual world and the magician that if everything is of the spiritual world. Yes, we must tell it like it is. The Bible affirms the reality of demons and Satan. Demonic powers are very evident in our world today. They're evident here in this service this morning. Do not be deceived. But we must not be afraid. Jesus was going from this side of the lake right in to enemy territory. Now the disciples were fearful, but Jesus wasn't. And I believe you'll see this morning that often we should be more offensive in our walk with Jesus Christ. We have nothing to fear from Satan. We don't take him lightly, but we must realize that the Word of God, our sword, can cause him to leave. All we have to do is say, Satan, get thee behind me, and he must go in the power of Jesus Christ. There is no need this morning for fear of Satan. And yet we'll see in a moment, we must not play around with spiritual things. We can be offensive. We can go on the powerful offensive, and this is what Jesus Christ is going to do. Do you have a balanced belief this morning? Where, where do you find yourself as you look at those two extremes? Hopefully you will find yourself in the middle. Point number two this morning is Satan and sin bring bondage. Satan and sin bring bondage. Look at verse 3. Now this man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore. Not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and he broke the irons on his feet. No one 